Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi. Um, we're back. Hello. How, how, how are you? How are you? <laughs> how, how am I? Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> and I'd love to tell you all about our time off. And, and we might even have some time to touch on it at the end of this one. But so many people have messaged us, particularly in the last 48 hours, that we got to jump right into it. And frankly, we're jumping into a giant fishbowl of shit. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It uh, is a giant fishbowl of shit. It's a giant fishbowl of shit. The entire world is watching us swim around in shit right now. There are well-established world leaders looking, saying... Who the fuck is Doug Ford and what is he doing? That's the sort of shit that's going on, everybody. We're an embarrassment worldwide. An embarrassment because. Fuck you, Doug. (laughs) This is something we can all agree on. Doug Ford is not prepared. There's two ways this could have gone. And we're going to play some Doug in a second. By the way, fuck you, Doug. We need to stop moaning. Yeah, we got to get that button ready after this. There's uh, two ways we could have spun this. We could have just let Omicron run. That's probably not the best idea because, well, Doug will explain the math in a second in only the way that Doug can. Or we could have got ahead of this. Now, I still don't love what the science table put out as far as modeling. And so far, it's not accurate. It is for the number of cases, but we don't even know the number of cases because we stopped testing people. When it comes to the ICU, there's 248 people in there, and that'll probably keep climbing. Are we going to get to catastrophic levels? Well, this goes back to preparation. We have to close schools again because schools aren't safe. We've been telling you that for two years. The education minister says they're safe. Doug says they're safe. The chief medical officer of health says they're safe. Yet they keep fucking closing them. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a matter of safe or not. Like, I don't even know if that's what they're even considering. It, it was just like, what looks better for us? What What will make us look good? I mean, I think we all know that. There's an election coming up and six months now and what's going to make us look better at the end you know if our cases get lower but we have to get so people are pissed off now but will they be happy later when the cases go down if we can try to credit schools being closed a little bit longer and the minimum two week thing like at least the 17th like if you know it's not going to happen don't fucking lie to us and say it's going to happen like I have every every single bone in my body doesn't believe a fucking word they say that we're going the kids are going back to school on the seventeenth. And also, don't come out on Thursday. First of all, you didn't even Douglas. You got Doctor Moore to come out for you and say, "Oh, we just need a couple days to get prepared." I don't understand how this man still has a job. Four or five days later, it's a oh no, no that was wrong. That wasn't right. Uh, you knew that already. Don't fucking lie to us and do it twice because you probably did do it twice. And there's more lies to come. You know exactly what you're going to do. And I love how they continued in the press conference, which you'll hear some of in just a second, about all oh, the health and safety of our students and teachers is priority. What about the mental health? You know how fucked people are getting because of this and, and their household? You can't be 100% in all areas. And if you don't have schools... This is the conversation I had mainly with 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 parent friends of mine is like we can't be 100 percent. So it's either I'm going to lose a lot of percentage at work. I'm going to lose a percentage being a parent because I got to homeschool my fucking kid now and businesses get to suffer all at the same time. There's not a lot of winners from this. There's not, not a lot. We need to stop moaning. Yesterday, Doug Ford. Well, good morning. Is it? <laughs> Motherfucker. 
<laughs> Good morning. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> As we begin a new year, I want to speak to you about the ongoing battle with COVID-19 and the challenges posed by the Omicron variant. Throughout this pandemic, I made a promise to you to speak plainly about the virus and how Ontario is responding, to share with you what I know, what our experts have told us, and to never shy away from being up front with the people of Ontario. Are you being up front with us? Because I don't think you are. I think you're a goddamn liar, Doug. I, I think you're a liar. Maybe you think you're being up front, but you're not. Everybody has seen the numbers. Everybody has heard that announcement before Christmas where there was an admission that, well, actually, there are quite a few people in the hospital that have COVID that didn't go to the hospital because they have COVID. They went in because they had a fucking cataract surgery or they had a, a heart attack or they were in a car accident and they happened to catch COVID in the hospital, but they're not there being treated for COVID. You admitted that and we're not getting those numbers yet. It's going to apparently take them a while to figure it out. I, I, I don't understand that. I also don't understand why we don't report weekend numbers anymore. I mean, is this an emergency or isn't it? As you know, like in other provinces and countries around the world, Omicron case counts are rising exponentially across the province. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Exponentially, Doug. Province. We face a tsunami of new cases in the days a and weeks ahead. A tsunami of cases. <laughs> uh, and as salami. we do, virtually every... He's used tsunami Sorry, in I'm another... Sorry, I'm hungry. <laughs> it's almost noon. Yeah, probably, I need my munchies. Well, I mean, you, you noticed the news conference was supposed to be at 10, and then they quickly retracted that and bumped it to 11. Doug probably said, well, isn't breakfast on till 11? Well, fuck it. Push it back a little bit. <laughs> fuck. I got to make it there. Otherwise, you get fries with my Egg McMuffin. It's terrible. One in this province will know someone who has been exposed to this virus. Mm -hmm. Now, we're bracing for impact. Listen, the science table... Those people said that we would be really, really bad in January, and we still don't know if it's going to be bad. All of this is still predicated on a theory that it could get bad. Sure. And, and actually, Doug does explain the math here. Uh, listen to this. Based on our real-world experience here in Ontario, the evidence tells us that about 1% of people who get Omicron will end up in the hospital. That may not seem a lot, and under past waves, it might have been something we could withstand. But Omicron isn't like the other variants. The, the science table said it was going to get bad in January. And, and I understand where you're coming from with the math there, that 1% is not a high number, but 1% of 100,000 is a higher number. 1% of 200,000 is an even higher number, and we can't handle that. So you had two choices, three really. You could just let it run and see what happens. Probably not advised, but you could have. Some places like are that doing one. that. Oh, I like that one a lot, uh, Scott. Uh, I would be down for that one. Uh, you just hold on until I play Governor Ron DeSantis in a few minutes I from know. Florida. I like that guy. And we could have done that. Or we could have, before Christmas, put some of this shit in place. And maybe that would have been the slow. Because even Doug said you can't stop it now. No. The, the horses are out of the barn. No. It's spreading like crazy. You can't stop it now. We can slow it and stagger the amount of times that people go into the hospital. Uh, some people might go in this week, some next week, and the week after. That might be more manageable than everybody all at once. I get that. So you could have taken steps to do that before Christmas, but for whatever reason, you decided not to. You also 
over the last two years could have done something so that our hospital system isn't teetering on a string of fucking dental floss ready to collapse at any goddamn moment. What is going on? There's 248 people in the ICU right now with COVID-19. 248. Same as we had in September when there was no emergency. And I get that you're looking down the line. It could get bad. How did it get this bad in two years? You had two fucking years to get systems in place so that this doesn't happen, to increase our capacity. And in case you haven't noticed, just buying more hospital beds isn't solving the problem. You've got to have nurses to watch those beds. This is a fucking problem. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, is the staff shortage thing, that's what worries me. And especially, of course, when it comes to the hospital. Now, we'll get to the numbers in a sec because I am curious. I, I saw something, but I, I didn't see it confirmed whether vaxxed or unvaxxed. A lot of unvaxxed are the ones in the ICU and on ventilator. Am I correct there? I don't, Many of them? You know, I saw numbers recently that showed me it was, but I couldn't tell you the source. So I'm not going to say that for a fact, but whatever. Yeah, they've changed that narrative a few times. Yeah, but what I will say is, of course, we care about our hospital workers. Sure. The thing with Omicron is you, you get sick as a hospital worker. You're out. And your close contacts are other hospital workers. So that's where it becomes an issue. I think every single one of us knows people. I do. I went into this holiday going, I don't know a lot of people with COVID, never really have, to every other fucking person I know has COVID right now. Right. Like, uh, in all honesty. And I won't be surprised if inevitably one of the two of us catches it and we have to put a hold on the podcast for a bit. That's just my. That's just the truth, is that it is going around that rapidly. That is absolutely correct. But that's why part of me really wants to have just a big fucking Omicron party. Mm. Let's all lick each other's faces and catch it. Let's all be sick for 10 days. That's Maybe that's what we need to flatten the curve and end this shit. Let's all catch Omicron. If you got a spe- like really bad health concerns, whatever, you, you're, you're gonna, you stay away from everybody else. Everybody who thinks that they can manage it, catch fucking Omicron. Let's get this shit over with so we can get back to it. That's a part of me thinks, honestly, because we're all going to get it. We are all going to get, get it. Everybody needs to resign themselves to one simple fact. You're going to catch COVID at this point. If you go out into the public, if you work in so many different settings, you're likely going to catch it. That's just all there is to it. I've been lucky. I've been dodging it like crazy. Me too. Well, I don't know how I manage, honestly, Scott. I don't. I'm probably going to catch it. You are. Everybody will. And, and that's just a reality. Will that overwhelm the hospitals? I don't know. Does vaccination have anything to do with it? Uh, they've got their numbers, but I don't believe the government anymore. I, I really don't. don't. I, I, I don't honestly either. think they're fucking with us. I, I really, really do. Uh, like I said a few minutes ago, apparently this is a, a, a clear and present danger. Imminently, our hospitals are going to get overrun. Second time in a year, by the way, that Doug has had to come out and say, our hospitals are about to get overrun. Okay, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But either way, We're in a situation now where we just threw a whole fuck ton of people out of work. God damn it, Doug. I don't know how you look in the mirror in the morning. I don't know how you sleep at night. I don't know how you can, with a straight face, look into that camera and say, my friends, when you're fucking them harder than you've ever fucked them before. This is a problem. You did it on a Monday As people are going back to work after the holidays, mere days after your own chief medical officer of health came out and said, schools are going to open up. We need two days, but two days will be fine. Everybody's going back. Which is such horseshit. Doug is a professional, (laughs) professional, throw you under the bus kind of guy. He did it to Steve Lecce last spring. Remember Lecce came out? We are resuming school. School is going to go. We are going to have school. 
Doug comes out two days later and shut it down for the rest of the year. Nobody is advocating here for kids to go into a dangerous situation. Nobody wants teachers to go into a dangerous situation. We want the fucking problem solved, and you pricks have had two years to get it done and did apparently fucking nothing. Here we are again with schools closed in a basic lockdown, parents scrambling because you people are so fucking bad at your jobs that nothing has been done. Two years later, schools can't resume because we don't have what you were told to put in place, what you were told would make them safe. We don't have that in place. We don't. Hospitals in imminent danger of being overrun. After two years, this is where we are. And I get the staffing shortages. I truly, truly do. I also get that there's some people who are freaking out just that they got a positive test and running to the hospital. Paramedics over the holidays had to ask people, stop phoning 911 because you tested positive on a rapid test. They were calling a goddamn ambulance for that because they (laughs) tested positive. They weren't sick, but they were freaking out because they tested positive. Listen, we have kids that are in a real bad way right now. We've got parents that are in a real bad way. We've got an economy teetering on the brink. And you guys might have been able to take your little victory lap through the fall. You know, I think back to all those fucking announcements from Monty McNaughton and Carolyn Mulrooney and the list goes on and on. They were all parading around, spending our money like crazy, getting Mm -hmm. ready for the election. They didn't know this was going to happen. In fact, I'm half expecting them to come out and re-announce all the shit they already announced just to try and get headlines again that have anything to do with anything other than COVID. But... They fucked themselves by putting themselves in this situation, by putting all of us in this situation. And it's wrong that schools are not ready to go. It is wrong that there are parents that have to stay home and nowhere to send their kids. And before I play more at Doug, I tweeted these out yesterday. Two really good examples of what actual leadership is like. Actual leadership. A leader who will stand up and and make a principled stance. And whether they're right or wrong, they took a stand. Not this wishy-washy bullshit that we get out of Queens Park. Here's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Listen to you this. You look what's going on in other states. They're, they're letting hysteria drive them to doing really damaging things. We thought that people had learned. They're closing schools. They're doing things that uh, should not be done. And that is not the way uh, you, you deal with this. And so... You know, we are 100% committed to making sure uh, that people are able to live their lives, that our kids are able to get an education, uh, that people's businesses are able to to operate, and that people have jobs. And so that is just non-negotiable. Yeah, because it's going to happen. What did we just say a little while ago? We're all going to catch something at some point, which is a strain of COVID, whether it's Omicron or the next fucking one that comes along. We need to learn to live with it. And part of that is maybe we got to adjust a couple of things. I don't know. Maybe there's a couple of adjustments that need to be made because we know that this virus is going to come back again. But it's the same shit every fucking year so far for the last couple of years. Is it going to be like this continuously? Oh, closed schools, open schools. You know what? Fuck it then. Make the school year March to fucking December. I don't give a shit at this point. Right. Change shit if you have to. I don't care what you do. But quit with the fucking around with businesses and the gyms. Like, I feel bad. A lot of them were doing stuff right. And how many times have we had this conversation? People doing things right. Shutting it down. I completely agree with everything that he just said. I wish that that was the case here. I wish we had a leader like that who would stand up for the people. You're not standing up for the people. I understand that in some cases you're walking on eggshells because you don't want to interrupt the healthcare system and everybody there who's worried about that. I understand and we all, I think, sympathize with that. But you're fucking everybody's life up. You're fucking everybody's life up with that choice. 
Maybe you don't like Ron DeSantis because you've been told by CNN that Ron DeSantis is an evil man who's, who's going to sink Florida. He's going to let everybody in Florida die from COVID. Maybe you heard that narrative and think, well, I don't like Ron DeSantis. Okay, let's hear it from the mayor of New York City, the new mayor, Eric Adams. Listen to him talk about what New York is doing. The safest place for our children is in a school building. And we are going to keep our schools open and ensure that our children are safe in a safe environment. Our children were exposed to an environment of crime, of uncertainty. It really traumatized parents that did not have child care. The remote learning aspect of it was terrible for in poorer communities, particularly those children that lived in homeless shelters or that lived were housing insecure. The food aspect, schools provide primary meals for many students in this city. And then the socialization. We saw increase in suicide, attempted suicides. We're not sending an unclear message of what is going to happen day to day. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen day to day. We are staying open. We're going to do, to do everything that we have to do to keep our schools open. And I know there's questions about staffing. I know there's questions about testing. There's a lot of questions. But we're going to turn those question marks into an exclamation point. We're staying open. Wow. Why can't we get that here? I'm- <laughs> oh, let me show you what we got. Our plan demands that we implement additional public health measures. Minister Elliott will share details with you shortly on what exactly this entails. But it will mean the closure of more indoor spaces where we know the risk of transmission is higher, especially with Omicron. That's what we Mm -hmm. get. We get that giant fucking mess that happened at Queens Park yesterday. They come out there and they're punting around who's going to actually say the words of what's closed. Christine, I guess, drew the short straw because you got to deflect all the negative shit away from the leader because he's going to lead us into the next election. Okay. Good luck with that one. <laughs> you know, That's going to be fun. One of the things in particular that the mayor of New York pointed out, and I didn't even know this, and it bugs me that I didn't know this. I, I've only just learned it in about the last year is how many kids There are so many of them. It's in the thousands of kids Mm -hmm. that don't eat until they get to school. Yeah. And they don't always eat great at school. I mean, sometimes it could be an apple and, uh, I don't know, a package of peanut butter and some crackers. and things like that. Yeah. It all depends on the program. Yeah. But they are so food insecure because of their situation at home that they eat at school. That's where they get their meals. Mm -hmm. And we just took that away. We just took it away and said, fuck you. We're going in a different direction. Yeah. And frankly, when Doug comes out, and I think back to all the times over the last two years that he's sympathized with the parents and thought about the kids, yesterday just made me realize he doesn't give a flying fuck about the kids. He does not care about the parents. This is a man who is so indecisive, so incredibly scared to piss somebody off that he ended up pissing everybody off. He tried to nuance the shit out of this and made everybody angry. It's not leadership. That's not what a leader does. A leader has a plan. A leader has a vision. They stick to their plan. They enact their vision. They get shit done. 
Yeah. Two years later, we're in the exact same spot that we were. Because uh, I love that we look at these numbers, right? Here's, here's the part that I don't understand, because we'll look at these numbers, and unfortunately, we don't have a crystal ball, so we don't have the other numbers that are going to come from that. And what I mean is, yes, you're looking at this data that you've collected about the cases, cases, numbers. These are the numbers of cases that could get worse, and the projected data of the cases and the things. What about the mental health? What about the kids that are suffering? What about the businesses that are going under? Do you have those numbers? You don't yet, but you're causing them to go up and up and up and up. Uh, absolutely. Children, like children having depression, diagnosing a child with depression, that should never happen. Mm-hmm. And that's happened a lot in the last couple of years. The other one is absolutely eating. I mean, here uh, where we are, Nutrition for Learning is a great example of a program, a food program available. They can't keep up and they're doing their best to do pickups. So you can go to a specific location. If you really need the help, they're going to do their best to, to help a lot of families. It's not going to be able to help everybody. No. My best suggestion for those who do want to help is contact your local food bank and see if you can do a drop for all of those really healthy breakfast foods. Double check with them on what they really need before you do that. But the food bank is doing what they can in every single area to make sure that they can try to, especially with those very important you know, breakfast foods that kids need to start their day. Because you're absolutely right. It happens all the time. A lot of cases there and in subsidized, the people who are in, uh, have kids in subsidized care, for example, that's, they rely on those meals. They really do. A year ago, if this had happened, you'd get the CERB. And the CERB wasn't great. It was probably the absolute bare minimum. Now, whatever the program is called now, 300 bucks a week, so many Tens of thousands of people have been condemned to live off of $300 a week, Doug. And they're claiming it's just for the next two weeks, though, Scott. Oh, it's only for two weeks. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, how, how, how I, I just, it's one of the most shameful, cowardly things I've ever seen to once again target the restaurants, mm-hmm. target the gyms, leave the malls open. Malls are open at 50% capacity, although I don't know how long that's going to last either because they might not be able to staff. Maybe they won't. Yeah. You yeah. know, Doug, to, to do this, to, to so callously throw these people out of work again with really no numbers to back it up. If you want to know where the spread was, it's obvious where the spread was. The spread was in the schools. You didn't make them safe. You haven't done it. You haven't. You know, I, I, I ask people occasionally because... Uh, well, I do know a number of teachers and, and administrators. The stuff that Doug announced, like even two years ago to make schools safe. Hasn't happened yet. I don't know a single yeah. school that got a mental health nurse. Not one. I can't find a single fucking school that had a dedicated mental health nurse yeah. put in there. I can't even find a school that has those portable ventilators that they bought or those portable ventilation units. Because that was the thing, right? Well, we can't overhaul the HVAC system in every school in the province, so we'll just put in these, these rolling HEPA filters. HEPA filter things, like things. That? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kindergarten class might have one. Yeah, There's maybe usually a couple. If that, the yeah. JKs. Uh, listen, that's not even close to in every classroom or every common space. So, does that make it practical then that if we're going to buy these, you've got to buy what minimum twenty per building? I, I don't know. It seems like there might have been an easier way. I, I, that's above my pay scale. But I assume that with the amount of money that some of these people are making in this industry, they could figure out an appropriate way to do it. And here we are. Schools are closed again. No jurisdiction on earth has closed schools longer than the province of Ontario. I really just wish that they would go, you know, after at the 17th. Go back to school. Let's just see how this goes. Because what do you think is going to happen with the case numbers? I mean, the case numbers are going to do exactly what they do 
even with the flu before this, even with colds before this, winter months, that's when it goes up. Do they expect it to just flatten in two weeks? You don't actually expect that. Nobody expects that. But we can live with it. We can live with it. And they won't. And to all the parents, I'm going to tell you that these measures will have an effect on our schools as well. We need to prioritize the continued health and safety of our kids and our school staff. As a result, we'll be delaying the return to in-class learning for the next two weeks and continue with virtual learning for the duration of the time away. I know this isn't the news anyone wants to hear, but with the new variant, the ground is shifting every single day. The level of absenteeism we're seeing in other sectors tells us with absolute certainty that operating schools ensuring teachers are on the job and not homesick will be a challenge we cannot overcome in the short term. I'm glad he mentioned that this is something that's fluid and that it's changing every day because another question I'd like to ask is, where the fuck are you? Why have you not recalled the legislature? If this is apparently some clear and present danger to the point where we've got to put thousands of people out of work on $300 a week government handout. You never thought maybe we should recall the legislature? Justin Trudeau, you never thought maybe we should recall the House of Commons? You have two of the biggest provinces in this country in lockdown, and you guys can't go back to work a couple weeks early? Because I feel like the government should be answering questions right now. Doug does his news conferences, five questions and a follow-up. Okay. Very, very safely selected questions. And and even when you do get asked a good question and there's some good questions, you dance around the answer. So what's the fucking point of those? I don't know. People were trying to get an answer out of him and he wouldn't answer. This is why he needs to do interviews. You need to sit down and answer questions, Doug. But he's not going to do that. He's not. I'll at least, and I don't do this very often, but I will give Justin Trudeau credit. It's a tradition that annually the prime minister sits down with the major news outlets and gives a year-end interview. At least he did that. Far more than we got from Doug. Far more. Our government should be answering questions. Right now should be question period. Andrea Horvath should be able to ask Doug, what are you going to do in the next two weeks so that when kids go back... The schools are safe. You just hope those numbers magically disappear? I mean, that would be my question. What do you think is going to happen? We're indoors right now. This is fucking Canada. Oh, we can dine outside, though, guys. All is good. You can dine outside. It's what, minus fucking 11 right now? Dine outside because that's safe. I just like, don't... It's not going to get better. What are you doing? Somebody... fucking do it. Y- yeah. Like, Somebody pointed out to me yesterday. They sent me a DM, and, and I, I tried to see what they were seeing. I think it was Jason. He's a regular listener. He said, Doug seems sad. He seemed really upset about this one. I don't believe it. I think the more you do something, the easier it gets to do. And this is the fourth fucking time he's done it. I don't think he feels that bad. I I really don't. I I don't know. It's quite possible he is suffering mentally, internally. Then he should quit. He should just walk away. Doug, you should step the fuck down. You have fucked this up for two straight years. We are right back to where we started. You have no plan. You have no vision. You're not doing what you were told to do. And you won't even take a principled stance in the other direction. You should quit. I think he's waiting. I think he's waiting on what happens next. And he's hoping there's a next. He's hoping, okay, this election is going to come. Things are going to be better by then. And then we get to move out of this COVID thing. And I get to show the people I'm here for the people and the blah, blah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Even if he did get reelected, I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I don't think we're ever willing to forget. 
a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people that support Doug. I mean, I could be wrong there. Maybe it's just not in my circles. But I don't know a lot of people that are supporting his measures all the way through. Virtually everybody I know supported him when he got elected. Yes. And they're gone. They're gone. You know, I mean, it was one thing for the first lockdown. I think everybody understood we needed to do that. Yeah. Second lockdown, well, all right, well, here's the variant. We were told there could be a variant. Okay, we'll lock it down. And then we got the boosters. And the bo- sorry, we got the shots first. Then we got the boosters. And Doug doesn't want to talk about shots right now. Hey, listen, they stopped reporting numbers and and when they stopped, sorry, they stopped testing people so that they wouldn't have numbers to report. And I know they're saying, oh, testing capacity, oh, the fucking testing, there's too many tests, too many tests. I don't know. We were doing 80,000 tests a day back in wave two. Do we seriously not have capacity here? Or the other possibility Maybe we're not testing because we don't want to know the answers. Maybe the government doesn't want those numbers out there. And when I say that, I'm saying it for this reason. They don't want people to know because people look at those numbers and they see the number of fully boosted people that are in hospital and in ICU and catching it and in self-isolation. And it's not a very good endorsement for the vaccines. But anyone with a head on their shoulders knows. Yes, that's true. You can have the booster. You could still catch Omicron. Maybe it would have been worse. Maybe it would have been. Maybe you would have been hospitalized. But instead, you were home with a really bad flu. Who knows? Uh, can I just say I don't think that those numbers matter. We know Omicron spreads and it spreads far and it spreads quickly. All you need to do is look. Look around. How many people do you know that caught it? Everybody I know. Everybody. Yeah. It spreads fast and far. That's why we don't need the numbers, Scott. We know those numbers are high. I personally don't give a fuck to know the numbers. I don't want to know. I know it's high. I know it. But let's all fucking catch it and get this goddamn shit over with. That's the way I see it now. I'm in that place. And I don't think you can get me out of that place. Let's just fucking go with this shit. Let's carry on with our lives. I don't care. I don't. It really works out well now with the 10 paid sick days for federal workers anyway. Oh, They must have seen that coming, eh? Scott, here's another thing, too, that's (laughs) coming from this that I've noticed in the last week is that contact tracing and catching it is one thing. Absolutely. You catch it. Please stay away from people. And then there's contact tracing. And then because it's contact tracing, you got to isolate. You got to isolate. You got to isolate. Oh, and now my family might have to isolate because of it. And this people, the people who don't want to work have a really great excuse to use those sick days and not oh, work. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's justified. Don't get me wrong. There are people who are justifiably sick and should be at home. And thank God they're staying home and staying out of the way of everybody else. Please stay home if you're sick. Please stay home if you're sick. There's other people that are like, you could say I'm like a close contact and then I could be off for a little bit. The they're organizing it. There are factories, massive factories that run in this province that are that are attempting to work still at like a 35% capacity. 35% of workers are working in some of these factories right now. These large ones that produce a lot of shit for us. Because, mm, why not take some sick days? You How know about- what? Fuck you. I'm taking sick days. Is there going to be any limit to the amount of times that you can be identified as a close contact? Because I think there's a lot of people that are looking at this thinking, yeah, I mean, it's a paid week off. This is what I'm saying. And that's why I go back to let's all just fucking try to catch it. And at least we can all do this in the span of like three weeks. All of us can be off at one point or another for three weeks. Catch it. Get it over with. Like the old fashioned chicken pox parties. Just all fucking lick each other's ice cream cones and get this shit done. Where are the therapeutics? Where are the the treatments, the Pfizer and Merck pills that are apparently the ones that will keep you out of hospital? If this is the problem, 
Yeah. What, what is Health solution. Canada doing? What yeah. is Health Canada doing? They approve those vaccines and the boosters and they change their guidance up and down like crazy. No yeah. problem. Very little thought put into it, it seems. Why are we delaying on a drug? What What is the problem here? I mean, they took Pfizer's word for it when it came to the shots. They promised us all this is our way out of it. It wasn't the way out of it. We're right back where we started. Except now we can start gearing up for the uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth shot instead of the first, second, and third. Hmm. But here we are, Health Canada. We have a problem here. There's a lot of people that are about to go into the hospital. It's been approved in America. Approve the fucking drugs. Is it working in America? Have they actively used it? Uh, apparently, they're having a supply issue. Oh, there There's you go. Certain states don't have it. Some yeah. states do have it. Uh, they're funneling it to where they need it most, and that's a smart plan. Okay. Do we have a plan? I don't think we have a plan. <laughs> plan. I don't think we have a fucking plan. <laughs> Listen, I mean, Doug's winging it at this point. He's making shit up as he goes along. He's going to punish you as a restaurant owner. He's going to punish you if you work in the service industry. If you work, uh, I don't know, maybe you collect tickets at the fucking ROM or at the zoo. You're fucked, you're fucked, and you're fucked. Nothing for you. $300 a week, says Judge Ford. Teachers got to go distance again on no notice. That was totally avoidable. If Doug foresaw this coming and the science table gave him enough evidence that he could use it, he could have done all this well in advance and not left it to the last minute. And on top of all that, showing up 23 minutes late for his own fucking news conference, give me a break. I truly don't know how he looks in the mirror in the morning and says, doing a good job. We're taking decisive action. It is the opposite of decisive action. We are right back where we started Mm -hmm. now one thing i do like is i do think we're at the end i think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic so many people are going to catch omicron in the next month then they'll recover most of them at least 90 percent of them have had their shots that should give what some people are calling super immunity you've got your vaccination immunity You've got a good immune system. You've had it in the past. That Mm -hmm. should put you in a place where no matter what comes next, you're protected. It should. A lot of people are calling it an endemic. And when I say people, I do mean like those who study this. But it's not going to go away completely, of course. I think we all know there's going to be strains and and maybe mutations, but not as hardcore. They say that if, if hopefully that if Omicron is so mild like this, that it is an endemic. There are signs that show that. When, they, when it does come to the end of a virus, it's usually a lot more mild. That's all we can really hope for at this point. One last thing here. Um, yesterday, the premier came out with, the, he was like the CEO of the Unity Health Network or something, Anderson. Um, that man makes a salary of $639,000 a year oh, to, be, to be a hospital CEO. a year. And and I know that he's coming out and he's, I'm here to speak on behalf of the healthcare workers and ask you people to please keep your distance and wash your hands and wear your masks and try and not catch Omicron. I mean, it's your fucking job to make sure the hospitals are prepared. And the staffing stuff, okay, can't do anything about that. There's going to be people off self-isolating. It is what it is. You've had two fucking years to get ready for this. Mm -hmm. What have you done? What did you do to make your building and your staff ready for this? Because as as I'm thinking about leadership and value for money, I don't know that we got $639,000 worth of value because we're not ready. And here we are again. Here we are again. It is wrong. It was avoidable. And God help the poor people who are out of a job. Uh, There's a lot of restaurants I noticed that were posting 
over the holidays, we're closing the week between Christmas and New Year's. And some of them admitted we've got some staff that have contracted it or mm-hmm. we've got staff that are self-isolating. Some people flat out admitted, well, not publicly, but privately, they admitted, yeah, listen, we are on capacity limits and, and we frankly cannot afford to pay time and a half on a day when we're dead. So we're just going to close it down for the week and we'll reopen when school goes back and people go back to work. That was probably a good plan. Little did they know that Doug was going to shut him down after that. So mm-hmm. those people got double fucked. And I don't understand why nobody's thinking about them. Sorry, nobody at Queens Park is thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Nobody at Queens Park is. Yeah. Uh, guys, yeah. it is just, it is sad and pathetic what happened yesterday. The fact that we're going through this, the fact that the legislature isn't sitting The House of Commons isn't sitting. None of these people are accountable or answering any questions. Doug should be doing a news conference every day like he was back in Waves 1 and 2. He's nowhere to be fucking found. The whole thing is an an abdication of leadership. And God damn it, do we need a leader right now? Somebody with a vision and a plan that's willing to carry it out. And the floor is open. Steve Del Duca, Andrea Horvath, maybe some other person that we haven't even thought of yet. God, I hope somebody else steps forward because I don't like any of the choices that much. (laughs) Truly though, Kat, I honestly thought that, you know what, Doug's going to win again just because... Lack of options. Lack of options. But now? There's a lot of people saying that. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, all it takes is one person to come forward with a clear, concise, well-thought-out plan. All they have to do is have a plan. And, And, I mean, you want to talk about plans. We still don't even have an end date. How many times did they ask Doug yesterday, can you assure parents that this is two weeks, that two weeks means two weeks? He wouldn't answer the of question. Of course he wouldn't. Of course he wouldn't. Nobody should be surprised by that, I think. Right? But you know what, though? Leadership is admitting, yeah, listen, I'm aiming for two weeks. The goal is two weeks. I think what we want to get done, we can get done in two weeks, and we are going to work day and night to get it done in two weeks. If it takes longer, we're not going to send kids into a dangerous situation. But I will assure you that you will get every ounce of my energy for the next two weeks, 100% focused on schools. That I could live with. Mm. It doesn't even seem like he's trying. Where the fuck is he? I don't know if he's there anymore. He might have gone like, back up to the cottage. No, like like mentally. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean physically and mentally. I'm not even sure. I don't know. I well, can't even tell he cares. I really can't. In the beginning, I did. In the beginning, I thought, oh, fuck, this is a guy who's stressed out. He's really stressed out for uh, for a lot of reasons. And now I'm not even sure if I see emotion. I don't even feel bad for him anymore. I really don't because he keeps kicking himself in the dick. It, it's such a, a an avoidable situation that he keeps putting himself in. But here we fucking are yeah. again. Yeah. And I know coming off a bit angry today. People are angry. I'm sure. angry. Cat's angry. I am. We're all angry. Pissed. It shouldn't have been this way. We shouldn't be doing this for a fourth time. We've got other major jurisdictions looking at us right now saying, what the fuck are you guys doing? You had two years to get your schools ready and they're not ready? Mm -hmm. Two years. I made the joke before the holidays. There's nothing I can't get done in a week. You guys had two fucking years. The hospital system is collapsing and the schools are so dangerous that you have had to cancel school again. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. So if you're confused, you're frustrated, you're angry, that you are not alone with. We hope that, fuck, we hope they at least give us some kind of a plan. I I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. But here we are again, everybody. I'd like to think that our best and brightest are working on this. But frankly, our brightest seem to all have a political agenda. Our best, 
I think are in the private sector. They appear to not be working for the government. So I don't know where we go from here at this point, but I just really, really, really want somebody to put a mirror in front of Doug Ford. And he should look in that mirror and look in his own eyes and ask himself, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to do right by the people that I have fucked four times now? Mm -hmm. How am I going to make this up to the students after I close schools more than any other jurisdiction on earth? How am I going to fix this? Because you know what? If there's not a long-term plan to fix the educational gap now, to fix the mental health problems that he's created, if there's not a clear plan so that if this arises in the future and there likely will be another pandemic or another variant, if he can't look in the mirror and say, I did absolutely everything I could to make sure that we never have to shut schools down again, then get the fuck out. Just quit. Nobody's going to blame you at this point. It's been a long three years. Fuck off. Let somebody else jump in there. Who knows what they're doing? And, you know, I used to think it was Christine Elliott. I don't even know anymore. She's been the health minister through this whole thing. And again, we're right back to where we started. By almost every metric, you can look at our COVID response and call it a complete failure. Whether it's case counts, the amount of time the schools were closed, the amount of businesses that were closed. In any, almost every metric, you would call this a failure. I don't understand how they're not voluntarily saying, you know what? We've really fucked this up. We're sorry. We tried Let's to go in one aside. way. Let's move along. Let's figure out someone else who's got a plan. Put Carolyn in charge. Fuck, I don't put, put Leche in charge. It really doesn't fucking matter. I know me. a lot of people that would not want that. Well, but I know. Yeah. I get that too. Uh, there's also a lot of people who don't like him because he's the education minister and they're naturally predisposed to not like sure. that sort of thing. And that's fine. You don't have to like him. It doesn't have to be him. There are some competent people in that room. I'd love to know what they're thinking. Carolyn Mulrooney must be looking around thinking, who the fuck are these people? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's amazing how different things would be had that election gone a different way. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. And I we didn't talk about anything from the holidays because we had to talk Doug today. But I did something over the holidays. Maybe you even noticed that I've never done before. And the amount of DMs that I got about that after I posted a picture of me with a girl. <laughs> what did you think when you saw it? Did you just be like, oh, cool, and double click? Or yeah, did you think, oh, I thought what's that. going I mean, on I've here? I've seen pictures before, but that's because I, I get some, the, the photos that you don't put out there. But then it dawned on me like, oh, you put that out publicly. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've seen in the close friends list, we'll sometimes put things out there. But uh, yeah, I was, I was there for the comments. You engaged? <laughs> yeah. You engaged? What's up with that? People thought because you I can't know. see her hand in the picture. Oh, fuck. He got engaged. Well, your emoji made it seem like it's a possibility. I could see why people would reach that conclusion in their mind. Okay. I, I'm not going to leave you hang until the next episode. You want to know. The answer is I don't remember. <laughs> I'll check I her hand remember. when I see her later on today. Where did I get that thing? Did I steal that? I don't remember buying that. <laughs> Guys, hang in there. If you're suffering, God damn it, I feel horrible for you. I really, really do. And it's real easy to say that as someone who's gainfully employed, and I'm not going to miss a cent to my salary, but I know so many people will, and it's wrong. It's fucking wrong. It's wrong. Parents, parents who are going to have to, you know, step back from work or make those arrangements and do their best. You got this. Hopefully it's for a couple of weeks. We'll see. The CDC announced recently that it is short in the recommended time that people quarantine after testing positive for the coronavirus from 10 days 
to five days. They added that today is basically over, so it's really four days. Plus, Sundays don't count, so three days. You know what? Just take the weekend. Just take the weekend. You'll be fine. Now, speaking of COVID, the CDC recently issued a warning to avoid cruise ships regardless of vaccination status. I'm sorry, that was news from 2018. <laughs> Papa John's recently added a New York-style pizza to its menu that features eight large slices that customers can fold to eat. But hey, unless you can drunkenly pay for it with a Ziploc bag full of nickels and then fall asleep eating it on the subway, it's not New York style. South Korea said that an unidentified person crossed the border into North Korea. Really? It's like running out of Disneyland and into North Korea. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.